The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're working hard to make sure that you have the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today we are going to talk about how to use other investors to help grow your own real estate investing business. And to help me do that is the favorite speaker of the 2019 OREA National Real Estate Investing Summit, Bill Cook. Bill is did his very first deal in 1990 and built up a portfolio consisting of everything from rental houses to mobile home parks and notes and options and leveraged that into enough passive income that he and his wife Kim are now full-time RVers traveling around the country mostly escaping the cold weather here in Cincinnati by parking in Florida all winter long a a a point that he keeps Driving home via text over and over again that it's 78 degrees here where I am and what the heck are you still doing in Cincinnati? So he's joining us by phone from his temporary home in Florida. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Lena. I appreciate it. I may not be able to hear you because there's a nice breeze coming across the ocean. The palm trees are flapping (laughs) the side of the motorhome. I don't hear you. I'm so sorry. And I, I heard the announcer say before you came on the radio that it was 30 degrees there? Yeah. Isn't that below zero? That's, Isn't that like freezing? Doesn't water freeze that's actually, degrees? That's actually up seven degrees since yesterday. We're having a heat wave right now. <laughs> I was sailing two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature the temperature today is up 30% over what it was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's lovely here. Um, and most of the snow has melted. Sort of. So, so, so why? So why? Why aren't you down here? Because I have to do a radio like, show I, I, every I'm, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got this. I've got this. This awesome RIA group up here that I've got to go to meetings. And you do have an awesome Columbus and Cincinnati are great, great RIA groups. Yeah, two of my favorite in the whole country. So I do like the people there. I agree, and you've 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 actually, especially over. The course of the last year had a lot of influence on the greatness of the group because um, we, by which I mean you, me, about 10 other real estate associations from around the country and Pete Fortunato uh, started on a project this last spring about 
trying to get people to understand that every resource they want or need, whether it's money or deals or knowledge or a mentor or recommendations for a good roofer, are all available at our RIA groups if you if you know how to ask for those things and interact with other real estate entrepreneurs to get them. And it's been a, a year-long process of sort of training and, you know, uh, delivering that message over and over again and trying to trying to make people understand how to go about interacting. And it all sort of it all sort of culminated at the OREA conference a couple of weeks ago where you were the Thursday night keynote speaker and we did a we did a big project. We did well, a big well, well and, and, and you bribed people to get in the room. You gave away a free cruise. I did because I said I said I, I would be a draw. The people would love to see me. Get innovations. And you were like, uh huh. I think we'll give away a free cruise instead. We and did the room do was that, packed, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of you. <laughs> well, even even if that is true, which I I, I would debate with you. Once they got in and start, started seeing what was going on, they didn't leave. You know, <laughs> they, they 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 stayed because um, the, this whole thing was it, was it was a bit of an experiment. Neither one of us had ever tried it before. We weren't sure if it was going to get the level of participation that we needed, and then it turned out to be, I would say, in the twenty years that I've been going to the summit. Um, definitely the most the most kind of valuable without you know there wasn't there wasn't really there wasn't really anything being taught exactly i mean you talked you talked for about 45 minutes but but the the part that came together that everybody was just like wow that's amazing wasn't wasn't you or me teaching anything it was <clears throat> the folks in the room interacting with each other so it was so like I was amazed. I think you were amazed. I think everybody in the room was amazed that we thought it might be a good idea to kind of recap what happened and then tell listeners how they can reproduce it themselves in in their own uh, real estate businesses and also talking to people who might be leaders of real estate associations, how they might uh, provide a platform for this super important thing, which is how to work with other ins investors uh, to go on within their own group. So we're going to take a break and then I'm going to have you just sort of sort of recap the the things you shared about your own experiences and what you've seen with other folks in terms of using what you have to get what you want. And uh, then we will uh, give folks hopefully sort of an instruction manual about how they can make this happen in their own lives. If you happen to have any questions, listeners, our number here in the studio is 877-772-9658. You can send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Would love to hear from folks who actually attended the Thursday night session at the OREA National Real Estate Summit about what your impressions of that were and what you got out of it. We'll be back right after this. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Bill Cook, who was the uh, Thursday night keynote speaker at the 2019 OREA National Real Estate Summit. See, you guys thought, you guys thought once that was over, you were never going to hear about it again, right? And what's, <laughs> what's, well, what's, what's interesting, I was thinking about this show uh, earlier today, and I, th- I, I realized I've been involved with the convention for about the same amount of time as real life real estate's been on the air. And we have actually never recapped <laughs> the event after it was over. Uh, this is this is the very first time that I've been so struck by something that went on that I was like, okay, well, we can't just leave it there. We can't just like have done that and then not try and take it further. Uh, so yes, this is a this is this is unique, Bill. Um, so you spent about 45 minutes just sort of orienting people toward this idea that, uh, wealth building is not, is, is it's, it's a team sport. It's not something that you, you sort of should look to do on your own or that you can do on your own. I'm wondering if you can summarize in about five minutes kind of what that philosophy is all about. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to also add in the beginning, this is really to your listeners, because, you know, you've been teaching for a very long time. In fact, I was back over at Pete's uh, house today, and I went when you started going through a manual I saw that you were part of in 2001, where you taught with Jack Miller and Mike Meeker and uh, Dyke Spotterford. So it's good reading your stuff going back, you know, almost 20 years. So you've done this for a long time. And also, when you talk about, starters, estate builders, and enders, you're pushing that on the other RIAs heavy because you know how important that is. And a lot of people weren't talking about that because for the last, since 2012, it's been about wholesaling and flipping, and that's the primary thing. When you go on A&E, that's all you see. So, again, I think you're on the right track here because you – going back to your question you asked, um, with investing – one of the things you learn as you go, you start off beginning to think that you're a lone wolf, that you're by yourself and you've got to go do it by yourself, get the money by yourself, structure the deal by yourself, do the rehab by yourself. And I know that's how Kim and I started. We, we didn't know that you could partner up with other people. We, it just wasn't taught anywhere. And it made it harder for us and also meant that we progressed slowly in the very beginning, where if we had brought in help of people who knew more than us, and shared our deals with them. I think we could have done a lot better, a lot faster, learned quicker, and you know, got gotten to a higher level, you know, a couple of years sooner than we did. And so, with that said, you know, Gary Johnson teaches us that real estate investing is a team sport, and I think it's important to realize that. And one of the examples I used in the room is I I said I had this deal, but I needed the money for the deal, I needed the help for the deal, I needed property management for the deal. And there were always people that would raise their hands if I was willing to give up part of the deal. There was always people there willing to pitch in and help. And that's really what investing is about. And you, you find that help, you, know, you, you go to Urea. And what, you know, pretty much every town has Urea. I know, I know that you have yours in Cincinnati. There's a great one in Columbus that, that you're a part of. And they're everywhere. And you want to get around like-minded thinkers. And when you're there... You don't go up to the, you don't go up to people, and saying, "Here's what I need you to do for me." Zig Ziglar, I learned this in, when I was 19 years old. And I'm almost 60 now, but one of the biggest lessons that I've ever had in my life came from Zig Ziglar. He 
and he had a great quote in a book called um, See You at the Top, and it was, you'll get exactly what you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. So when you're going to the meetings, when you're meeting with other investors, don't look at it from the point of view of what you need. Find a way to be of service. Find a way to help them get what they want. And in doing that, it really kind of opens up the whole world to you. And to me, that's always been, especially nowadays, um, I'm always sharing in deals, and it makes the deals a lot more fun. It gives you something to talk about. Um, it's more enjoyable than trying to be that lone wolf. And also, in the long run, you'll you'll take down, you'll be a part of a lot more deals than you ever dreamed imaginable because you play a piece on. Is that the did I did I cover that answer that you're wanting? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So so basically, the th- this is not a strategy; it's a mindset. Yes. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't go, it's kind of like when I'm door knocking. I, I talked to a guy today, and he was working foreclosures, and he went and knocked on the door and said, basically, you know, I see your house is in foreclosure. Do you want to sell it? Well, he didn't get very far, right? Because, you know, the, from the homeowner's point of view, their home is being stolen. The home is not for sale. And instead, when you go to someone and you're there to help and you're there to answer questions, if your approach is very different where you're trying to help somebody, and the saying I took off Zig was, uh, you know, I took Zig saying and made into our job as real estate investors is not to buy, sell, or rent houses. Our job is to solve people's real estate problems. Mm-hmm. So literally, when I go out every day, I'm trying to find problems to solve and people to help. And if you approach the business from that point of view, it makes it a lot less threatening. You don't feel like you're doing two people. You feel like you're doing four people. And that's a, that's a, that's a big difference. A big difference, and I think you're absolutely right. There's a there's a whole mindset verse. I'm I'm, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know what you know what's interesting about just sort of the whole real estate investing community is if you walk into any real if you walk into any real estate association in the country, you're gonna notice this if you're looking for it. But if you're not looking for it, you like. You just you don't see it because it's it's so much in the water. It's it's like I don't know trying to look at your own corneas. You know you just you can't you cannot see it until you're looking for it. And that is this idea that my my goal. Okay, so so a lot of people have what you just said, the attitude you just said towards sellers and even buyers you know i'm i'm let me find out what the problem is my job is to solve problems i get paid when i can solve a problem when i can find a problem and, and save it they get that but they don't then apply that to their colleagues the 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 way people the way people tend to interact at at real estate associations is i am here to learn everything that i need to know to do 100% of every deal myself. If I and you know, if I if I'm going to get a contractor, I'm going to just hire the contractor and pay them you know, like you pay contractors. I'm just going to pay them on a 1099. And if I need somebody to find me a deal, I will get a realtor to do that. And if I'm looking for money, then maybe I will go and round up a private lender. And the difference between that and what you're talking about is instead of saying I need a contractor, you might say, do I need a contractor or do I need somebody who wants part of a deal that I have, who knows how to do rehab work and would be willing to trade me a part of a deal that I have for his rehab work? 
and he just hit the nail on the head. And, you know, if, if I was out door knocking in Cincinnati and found a deal, you know, I'm going to come to you immediately and, and cut you into the deal because look at what I get. Mm-hmm. I get I get all your experience, all your contacts, all your know-how. You know where to get the money. You know the state laws. You know everything. So by willing to be by, it's never it's never about what I'm giving up. I'm always facing it from a different point of view, which is look at what I get. So when I bring in you know, I, again, when I bring in a Vina or I bring in a Dice or bring in a P to a deal, I'm coming out way ahead on that game because more than anything else, I'm learning how to do something that I really don't know how to do. And I'm getting it from the best, you know, the best people that have tons of experience at it. And then I can take that experience and use it and replicate it again and again and again. And you just can't get that from a book. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a less subtle difference than what I'm seeing it as, but what, what would normally happen to me in a situation like that is that, the person who lived in Florida and had a deal in Cincinnati would call me and either basically ask for the favor of, you know, let me, uh, wait, can you tell me what this property is worth? Can you give me some insight into the neighborhood? Uh, would you mind driving by it and seeing if it's occupied? Like, right. Like, like, can, can you do this work for me because we know each other or more commonly what they'll do is they'll offer to pay me for it. They'll say, uh, hey, you know, if you can, if you can do the, if you can do this, this stuff for me, and then I do the deal, then I'll give you a referral fee, right? So, so what you're saying is completely different, which is, let's, I, I found this deal, not quite sure what to do about it. Know the, know that you do. Do you want to partner up on it? And I'll tell you, twenty years ago. I would have said, well, no, I don't really want to get into something like that. Pay me a referral fee. But today, I would be much more anxious to do whatever amount of legwork it took to make this deal happen if I ended up owning part of the property than if I got cash. And and that's the distinction is in one case you're off. Why is that important? Why, why is part of the deal more important to you than the cash? Because I need the cash flow and the tax breaks worse than I need the cash now. Exactly. And, and that's the distinction is you finding out what it is I want out of it before you just go and offer me something. And I, and I certainly, I certainly obviously like it better than just being asked for a favor the way, the way, not that I wouldn't do you a favor, Bill, but, you know, they've got limited time, and you know, it, it truly is going to be well, more, more than anything, anything now. When you hit a certain level, time becomes your biggest factor. You know, that, that's that's two of the things that stood out to me from the conference. Was number one is when you you know the conference didn't start till I think till Thursday, and there was a subgroup meeting that was going on in Cincinnati, and I I spoke there, and you and Matt showed up, and I thought. Why are they here? They, they had this big thing to put together. It made no sense to me. And then after the conference was done, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, and I know that you were whipped because, you know, when you get done with just a one-day seminar, would you whip, much less four. Then you were on your way up to Columbus. And I'm sort of scratching my head going, God, you know, that's it, – it, and, again, it's, it's someone who gives a lot. And you're, it goes back to – 
you know, when you're doing four people versus two. But I do know that when you work as hard as you do, time becomes more and more valuable, especially as you get older. I know as I'm pushing into my, my 60s, the things that were important to me, when people would say, hey, let's go over here, or you know, I'd get on a phone call with someone that would waste my time, I would take the phone call and let them waste an hour of my time. But now there's not a chance that's going to happen because the hours become more and more precious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so... So finding out what is important to the other person and not just assuming that because it's important to you, maybe cash would be the most important thing to you. And I'm talking to listeners right now. Maybe, you know, in your mind, man, getting $1,000 cash would be the most awesome thing in the world. And therefore offering that as opposed to finding out, you know, what do you really want is sort of where we fall down in our interactions with each other in real estate associations. And the most obvious example of this, and the one that if I stand in front of any group of real estate investors that includes both new investors and experienced investors, is this tension where the new investors all want the advice and experience of the more experienced investors. And the experienced investors tend to resist that um, somewhat, somewhat kind of somewhat eye rollingly <laughs> sometimes. And the new folks assume that it's because the experienced people just, they don't want to have anything to do with a newbie. I had somebody once tell me, well, in, in, in my RIA group, if I were, you know, laying injured in the middle of the street, they just step over me and they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're and, and I can get where if you're, if you're a new investor, it can feel like that's what's happening, but what what's happening is that the experienced investors, and remember there's a lot fewer of the guys who've been doing it for 20 years than there are of the new people who want to do it, they have been to that rodeo before, and they have they have spent enormous amounts of time helping people who then ignored all of their advice or disappeared off the face of the earth or, you know, sh showed no gratitude whatsoever. And they just, they, they kind of get this cynical attitude, like, you know, all these new investors are just going to waste my time. It's not that they don't want to help people. It's that unfortunately uh, new investors before you have come along and made some of these more experienced investors cynical. The experienced investors in my in my long experience with them tend to be very open to wanting to share what they do but when you start saying i want to take a lot of your time when you start saying i want to i want to go to lunch with you i want to i want to get your cell phone number i want that's where they kind of seize up and it's because the new investors tend to be asking for something along the lines of a favor, right? It's, it's a, please take me to lunch because I want you to, and because I admire you and you're awesome, but there's no thought about what could I do for you? What, what could I do? And, 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 and to go along with that, the thing that bugs me most is they don't do, even, even you spend, and again, I, I can only imagine, how many lunches you've taken and dinners you've taken and breakfasts you've taken and how many of those people never went and met with the first seller. That's what bothers me the most is, you know, when, whenever I'm talking to someone that's having a problem, they're not, not making it. I ask two questions. 
how many written offers you made in the last 30 days? The answer is zero. And how many written offers you made in the last 12 months? And the answer is less than 10. So how can they, they, how can they expect to succeed? Mm-hmm. And it really irks me that they'll, they'll take an hour of my time or two hours of my time, and then they don't go meet with the seller, not the first dang seller. And that really upsets me. So when I was up in Columbus last year, um, you know, Dave Peters, I didn't know who Dave was, you know, called and said, hey, can, can we get lunch? And I asked him a couple questions. I knew he had done some deals before. But I love sitting down with some, talk, talk, to talking with someone like David because it turns out he was an ender and didn't even know it. And a fascinating guy, and he was helping everybody in the RIAs. And those are the kind of people I'll gravitate toward in a heartbeat and help them. I give them anything, anything I can give them because they're trying. So to go along with what you're saying, I, I get, you know, people who just want to use my time, one thing, but at least go do something with it. If I can see you go do something with it, mm-hmm. you go knock on a door, you go talk to some sellers, you got me. But if you're not willing to go do that, do not waste my time. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how to not annoy people like Bill and get lots of their time and attention and get, get exactly what you're looking for uh, and not even not even really have to go make 30 offers this month in order to do that. We're also going to take calls and questions, 877-772-9658, or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Bill Cook. We're talking about um, what what happened at the... 2019 OREA National Summit, specifically on Thursday night, and why it was so powerful and how you can reproduce it yourself. And what we've been doing so far is really kind of just laying the groundwork about about how we see people trying to interact with each other that is not, it's not the best way to do things. And there are there are tons of examples of this, but the the one we were talking about was um, the the new investors who were constantly coming up to the experienced investors and saying, "Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I, you know?" It's one thing to say, "Can I ask you a question right now while we're standing at the RIA meeting that you can answer in five minutes?" And it's another thing to say, "Hey, can I come to your office for two weeks and follow you around and see what you do?" Which is a request I get fairly often. And uh, a lot of, I think a lot of the new investors or newer members see the reaction they get from the more experienced people as being like selfish, like I don't want to help you, when in fact what you're seeing is them being protective of their time and mental energy. Uh, they they are you know they tend to be very much uh, of the mindset that I can always make more money, but I can't make more time. And also they have they have in the past probably expended a lot of mental energy trying to help people who would not or could not take the help. So what the conversation there that we've been trying to change is instead of going to anybody that has anything that you need, whether it is their expertise or their time or their money or their labor or whatever it is, and asking for it along the lines of, will you help me? 
Instead, you should ask it along the lines of what, Bill? What is the question that people should be asking each other? Well, I'm going to answer this two ways. But the first way is, because I was just listening to you with what you went over, is when someone approaches me and says, I was talking to this seller, and they have this problem. And if I partnered with you on the deal, could you help me? So they went out and found this intentional situation first. And then they came to me. They have my full attention. When someone says, hey, listen, I'd like to buy you lunch, my eyes cross. <laughs> because I'm just, no, I don't want to do lunch. But come to me with something. Bring something in. You sat down and talked to the seller. I don't care how small or different or really you don't think there's something there. I'll talk to you about that in a heartbeat because I'm interested. And going back, to, what was the question you asked? I'm sorry, I just that, that was as you were talking. That's what popped in my head. Yes, it's a, it's a. I'm guessing that if if somebody comes to you and says, "So I've got this seller, and it's a potential deal, and I don't know what to do with it, and I'd be willing to partner with you no. if you could help me with it," you are then willing to talk to them, even if you look at the deal and go, "This isn't really one I'm interested in partnering," because they offered you something. They didn't. They don't, don't you? The same, but at the same time, when you have people approach you with that, even though there's nothing there, and you look, but you'll take the time and look and say, "There's really nothing here, but here's why." Exactly. So you learn a lot about the deals you don't get. Some of the best deals you ever do are the deals you never do, because you get some really good nuggets, and you'll learn next time. Okay, that didn't work. Maybe there's another structure for it. So I, I think you and I both go through that. Where it's like, you know, I'll take the time, but I'll explain why it's a bad deal, why they should walk from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the the general question that gets asked amongst people, and I'm not picking on new investors or experienced investors. I see experienced investors doing this to each other. I see new investors doing this to each other. I see experienced investors doing it to new investors and vice versa. Is that the, the question that is always being asked when you boil it down is can you do this for me? Yes. And the question that should be being asked is, can I do, how can, <laughs> well, you started down the road, <laughs> you started down the right well, road there. <laughs> I, I, I started the right road because it goes back into when I'm going out and I'm trying to find people to help and pump this off. It's like, what problems do you have? What are the things I can do to help you be successful? Exactly. You get exactly what you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. But you have to find out what they want, and you do that by you first ask questions. You become very curious, and you ask a lot of questions. So it's it's really when I'm sitting at a kitchen table with a seller. I'm not talking to them. I'm asking them tons of questions first because that tells me what their problem is, and that helps me to know how they want the deal to be structured. Mm -hmm. So I don't structure it the way I want to structure it. I structure it the way they want to structure it. So many people would say, well, how do, why do you structure a deal that way? I'm like, well, the seller told me to. Mm-hmm. So same thing when you're meeting with people at RIA's and forever trying to find people that have problems. You know, what can I do to solve it? You know, do they need, is it a money problem? Is it a structuring problem? Is that a, a, how do you go find more seller problems? You know, how can I help them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly kind of the attitude. If, if everybody had that attitude, what we would find is what we found at the conference on Thursday night, which is you've got a room full of people who have matching wants and needs. Well, I got to stop you for a second, because what you did there was magical. 
because when you, we were at that, for the people who weren't there, um, we had people put down on a piece of paper, you know, th- things they have and things they want. Uh, a haves want meeting, for lack of a better word. Anyway, and then people passed those in, and you had them on the back table, and there was someone there that was interested in getting an apartment building. And there was someone else there that was interested, and they had an apartment building, but they were tired of having it. So you, 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 took, you brought up both pieces of paper, and you had both people, both these people come forward. So on one piece of paper, someone who was tired of their apartment building that wanted to help with it, and here was someone else who was wanting to move up in, in the investing world from houses to apartment buildings, and you had them both come up and talk to each other and meet each other, and it was a natural ma- – I mean, this wasn't set up. This wasn't made up. And you did, you, you did this about six or seven times during the meeting. We just You were looking at the sheets. You went, why haven't these two people talked to each other yet? Because mm-hmm. one has what the other wants, and it goes back to uh, you know, Pete saying, which is use what you have to get what you need to get what you want. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're matching those people up. It was phenomenal. I thought it was the best thing I saw all weekend. When you did that, Vina, it, it just it drove it home. And everybody was just sitting like amazed looking at each other going, well, how did I know that person was in this room? Well, you got to go meet people. you got to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. And you have, to, you have to ask the right question, which is, what is it that what is it that you need? And you don't even have to ask it like, what do you need that I can provide? It, it it's just more of a general curious question about like what is the what are the five biggest things that are holding you up from getting wherever you want to go right now? And if all I can do is is make a match, right? If if you if you say, well, I need um somebody who can code in HTML, somebody who's an expert in fixing computers, someone who's a, well, that's not me, right? But I can say, oh, but you know who it is because I just talked to him? It's Mike here. Mike, Mike is a technical expert. Let me, let me make this introduction because I suspect that he has got what you need. And that's, that's. This is a, lot, a, lot, a lot of times when you hear this, we're not the solution. When you hear the person's problem, I know this happens to me a lot. I am not their solution, but I know somebody who is. The main thing, their problem gets solved, and they don't care who solves it. And I think, you know, the example you just used that <coughs> about the coding, that was re- that really happened at your meeting. Mm-hmm. There was somebody else who was able to code, and I think you, you jumped all over them. You were I like, did. yes, to come to my office. Boy, do I have something for you. You, you heard what he could do, what he was good at. And I mean, you, 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 it was like a bear getting a hold of somebody. You weren't going to let him go. <laughs> that is, that is accurate because he was a, yeah. he was a brand new investor. And we, we made, this was, this is important listeners. This is, this is like the step one of your homework right here. We made everybody write out first, what do you have to offer whether or not it happens to be along the lines of real estate? Because there are people in real estate businesses who need things that are not, they're not money, they're not deals, they're not knowledge. They need some kind of technical support. They need somebody to set up their Facebook page for them because they heard it's really important to have a Facebook page and they have no idea how one goes about setting one up and it would take them 10 hours to find out and then do it. And somebody who's really good at setting up Facebook pages literally could have it done in 30 minutes, right? So we we, we first said... List everything you can think of that's like a skill that, you, that you're good at. And then list what it is you want in real estate. And so this particular young man, 
Uh, his expertise was in creating systems, which is something that I, I am capable of doing, but is very, very painful to me. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of detail, you know, sit down for hours and list out a set of steps to comp properties or whatever. It like hurts me physically. And I, and I also feel like... I, 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 I reminded you of a Facebook post that you made when you're trying to get a certain task done and all the things that got involved in the way... You know, you got, you got in your way when you're trying to get this one task done. You got like 900 things done that day, but not the one. Yes, task. exactly. <laughs> and and what he wanted was somebody who could help him just with sort of, you know, basic knowledge and information. And he, he wanted education. Well, guess what? Guess what's really easy for me to provide? Education, right? Yeah. So So what I said to him is, if you will assist me i mean i can i can like write out the basic systems but then i just i would just want to be able to turn them over to you and have you make them good and workable and readable and put them in flow charts and you know do all the things that you know how to do and in return i will i will answer all your questions i will give you a course i will you know you want education that's easy for me i want systems that's easy for you and out of curiosity did he, did he come into your office i he actually lives about an hour north of me so we're not going to be doing this by like we're, we'll be doing it by zoom and phone not by that's, that's, that, that's fine that's fine yeah not but by did, him did he follow up with you actually i have to follow up with him i have his card in my pocket I, I warned him it was going to be a couple of weeks before i could call him because you know exhaustion <laughs> from after yeah, the conference but um so 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 listeners number one task is if you if you're not driving and you can get out a piece of paper, you need to just write on it, here are all the things that I can offer. And that could be particular skills, expertise. I once traded, uh, I once traded somebody real estate education for coming into my office and telling me what color to paint it. Because she was, a, she was an art student, and I knew I didn't want like just white walls and you know gray and whatnot, and I have no eye for that sort of thing. And she went to the paint store and got a bunch of swatches and then came in and spent about 20 minutes walking around. And then she said, this room should be this color and this room should be this color because you can see into this room from that room and those two colors will come. And I never would have been able to think about that. Think of that stuff. I, I mean, it, it was a wonderful trade for me. So, so it doesn't have to be something that's about real estate. It could even be what we saw a lot of was people who like their, their knowledge level was zero but what they had was a lot of time, and they you were. Know, and that goes that like going back to Pete's saying, someone who's new that doesn't they think they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. So I used one of these things, which was use what you have to get what you need to get what you want. But another thing that he says, this is for people who think they don't have anything, is use what you want to get what you need to get what you want. And again, that that can be that want can be someone else. Someone else has it. You don't even have it. So if you think you have to have something, you don't to get started. And that was a great example of a great trade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When we come back from the break, we're going to give you some more actionable advice on how to, how to get what you want from other people by offering them what they want, which I'm telling you, if you will implement this, will change your entire life and also accelerate your wealth building enormously. 
If you have questions or comments, send them to askvina at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V like in Victor at gmail.com or give us a call at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking to Bill Cook, giving you some instruction about how to change your entire mindset, potentially the mindset of your entire RIA group, and use all of that to become an ender faster. So let me let me kind of let me kind of outline the steps here for for folks who've been listening but maybe have maybe have missed that there's a series of steps here. Step 1 is you need to know what you have to offer and it's not a bad idea to go ahead and write that down because sometimes we undervalue what we have to offer. We're, we're, you know, we're kind of like, well, you know, who's, who's going to want that? Well, if, if you're good at it, there's somebody else who's not good at it who wants it. Number two, understand what it is that you are trying to get. Is it, is it knowledge? Is it cash? Is it like, what, what are your, what would you ideally like to have? And then step three is find somebody who values what it is you have and has what it is you want and make a trade. It's it That was brilliant. <laughs> I hope you I hope you're recording this. You should put this on your website. You, you, what you just said sums up everything. It's like E equals M C squared. Seriously. <laughs> it's more powerful. You should, you should cut it. <laughs> yeah, you should cut this out. Cut that out, and put it somewhere, and have it have it play over and over and over again. Because you you just said, and it, it works whether you're trying to find, you know, you're trying to learn about investing, or let's say you're older, and but you want to keep your skills honed. You want to work with someone who's newer, but it also works when you're at the kitchen table with a seller. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're finding out what they have, what they need, and you're showing them, okay, that this is what I can do. So I, again, either way, it works really, really good. So I hope you cut that out. And I, I and I'm hoping listeners aren't picturing this. I'm hoping that I hoping they're not picturing wandering through their RIA meetings with a piece of paper in their hand saying, um, "Mike, I have, I have time that I could spend driving for dollars or helping you in any way possible if you will give me some knowledge." That's that's not that's not the way this works. The way it works is you're wandering around your RIA meeting just saying to people, so tell me tell me what's going on with you. What what what's the biggest problem you're trying to solve right now? And you're looking for you're looking for the match so that you can then have sort of further conversation about it. And most most real estate investors associations meetings have to, they have networking time. Sometimes it's before the meeting. Sometimes it's after the meeting. Sometimes it's, you know, there'll be like a six to seven session and then a 730 to nine session and there's time in between. Sometimes the best place to network is at the focus groups where there aren't there aren't so, so many people. And, you know, there's not like an agenda that we're we're having to follow and all of that sort of thing. But you've got to you've got to find those spaces and you've got to talk to people, and I'm going to say this for the umpteen zillionth time. When you join a real estate association, go to the meetings even when you're not interested in the topic. The, 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 fa- the fact that you're worried about what the topic is, 
is tells me that you're in that mindset of I have to learn everything so I can go do all the deals myself. Okay, so if Bill's talking and you couldn't care less about creative finance, go anyway and hang out in the hallway with whoever else is hanging out in the hallway and talk to them. That it's, it, it, you don't you don't like magically get these relationships by writing the check to belong to your group. So Bill, let's um let's take this one more step and talk to talk for a minute to people who might be group leaders or volunteers for groups, because a lot of the associations out there are almost entirely volunteer run. If you were trying to say to them, you need to provide a platform where people can do this, how, like, like what would that look like? How would you, how would you arrange that? I know you used to have a RIA yourself. Yeah, but I'm going to go back to George RIA because that was the first RIA I ever joined. And going back to what you said, we joined and we went to the meetings. But we didn't just go to the meetings. Kim and I volunteered. We worked the front desk, which was, you know, that was kind of the hardest thing to do. The, it was tough to check people in. But I was trying to learn who people were, you know, who the gray hair, bald heads were, you know, who, who really knew what they were doing. And then I, I got to tell you, where we really got the most networking done was at the subgroups. I think you call them focus groups mm -hmm. because they were smaller. And you had a chance to sit around and talk before and after. And a lot of times a meal was involved. And those were very, very important to us. And we went to Georgia. We had a lot of different subgroups. And we drove in pretty much an hour to get down to each one. But we went to a lot of them every month. And it helped us tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, and what was the second part of your question? Uh, sort of for the group leaders, how, how do you encourage this? And, and let, let me just say from now having eight months worth of experience trying to encourage this, that the very first thing you have to do is teach your members how to do this. You can't just say, okay, guys, we, we're just going to network because then everybody sits around and they end up sitting around talking about their kid's soccer game. If what you're, if you're trying to intentionally allow people to create these relationships, which by the way once you've created them, can literally last decades. Once you've done a deal with yeah. somebody, you're still doing deals with them 20 years later. Um, you can't just like turn them loose. So I think step one is the group leaders have got to be delivering this message that, hey, you know what, it's okay to give up part of a deal if you're getting what you want by giving up part of your deal. And then I think the second thing is there's there's got to be just opportunities. There's just got to be, you know free space where th this is what we are doing. And in fact, Bill, you will be happy to hear uh, at the next Cincinnati area meeting, which is a week from tomorrow, we are, we are reproducing what you did on Thursday night. We're going to spend about 10 minutes for the folks who were not at the convention, just sort of explaining what the mindset is. And then we're going to spend an hour and 15 minutes having people stand up and say, this is what I have to offer and this is what I'm looking for and let them match up with people right in the room right at that very moment. And I think that's really good. And uh, to answer your question, um, when Kim and I had the RIA group, what, you know, I, I've, I've learned from George Reed, when you go to the big monthly meeting, it's tough because, you know, you have big groups with a lot of people there and it's hard to make your way around. So if you're, it's kind of like a, you know, when you go to, uh, when I would go to Pete's seminar, Jack's seminar, Dykes' seminar, 
if I can meet one or two people that I really liked, I meet a lot of people, but people I really like where I could build a, I could, I had a foundation of a good friendship to work on. That that's how I, that's where I found them. And going back to what you said, when Kim and I had Aria, you know, we would go out four or five times during the summertime. We'd rent big double decker pontoon boats, and we got everybody together. Or we'd mm-hmm. have a cookout. You know, we were really big on having people to come up to the ranch, and we had a big you know fire pit. And everybody would gather around. Everybody would bring a dish, and we did that. But it allowed people to have really quality time where they could sit around and talk to each other. But I think probably us, when we would bring, you know, we'd have 80, 90 people at the ranch. Each one brought a dish. And then, you know, people would just sit around all over the place and would be there for three, four, or five hours just talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was good stuff. And, it, you know, it's harder for a rehab head to do that because it's just another night out of the day or another night out of the month. But the, the, the time when you get together or have, let's go to a movie night, but, you know, let's get on the pontoon boat. We're going to go out to dinner. I was just at Carla's Rhea, and, you know, the, the number of the people went out to dinner. Um, they kind of got together on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is stuff like that that makes all the difference in the world, but you got to participate. You got to you got to go to those things. You can't say, "Well, I'd rather sit home and watch," you know, you know, watch the football game on TV. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, it's the Patriots playing. Then I understand why you don't sit <laughs> home. But other than that, and and and, and Bill, <laughs> with that plug for the Patriots, we are unfortunately out of time. So I would like to offer this to listeners. If you are a RIA group leader and you would like a little bit more of like a, a, a plan about this, if you email me at askvina at gmail.com and ask for it, we've done a lot of work in this regard and I can uh, share some of that with you. It's it's really, really increases the value of your group to its members and will also, of course, increase it to you because you are one of your own members. Bill. I appreciate you being here today and and sort of helping to spread this mindset. I hope you don't get well, terrible. Well, speaking for a lot of real estate around the country, Vina, thanks for all you do. We <laughs> really appreciate you. Okay, try and not get too sunburned. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial <laughs> freedom through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <laughs>